So uh, yesterday we talked about how many, or you know, the idea that players are worth points, and not just players, but everything, weather, travel, scheduling impacts, coaching changes, everything is worth something against the spread. The only trick is identifying exactly how much certain things are worth against the spread. And that's the trick, right? Unless you're a mathematician or really know how to boil things down to numbers, which let's face it, even those, you know, most of you listening to today's show, the Wednesday advance show are not mathematicians. So there has to be other ways to do this. And as we talked about on the, on yesterday's podcast, there are ways to do this. And what I recommend is go right now, write down every single or take a screenshot, somehow record every single NFL line. And then as information gets released, like Deshaun Watson or injury news or whatever it may be, see how that impacts the line. And then you get an idea of how much players or information is worth against the line. You know, I brought this up a couple weeks ago. This whole news with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Big distraction. If you watch ESPN, you would think this is the biggest distraction in Miami in the history of their franchise. But you know what the line's done? It's done absolutely nothing. Nothing. So what most of you out there would have thought is, hey, Tampa Bay, or excuse me, hey, Miami, they're going to go down. Miami's going to, no, nothing happened. And the, the reason for that is, in general, the public overestimates how much things are worth against the spread. And this goes for players too. Players outside of the quarterback position are generally not worth very much against the spread at all. Aaron Donald, who's one of the best non-quarterback players in the league, he's worth about 1.5 points against the spread. So if the Rams are minus five against any given team and Aaron Donald gets out or gets ruled out, they may move to four, if not three and a half. Okay, and if they are minus four and Aaron Donald was out and he gets ruled back in, okay, now they move up to maybe five and a half. That's a lot smaller and a lot less of an adjustment than most of you would have assumed, but it's the truth. That's what happens in the market over and over and over. So players are worth points. Everything's worth points. And, you know, it's funny because players actually hate hearing this. I'm more than a number. I'm more, you know, so players don't like this, but that's what it's my job to do. Boil these players, boil these things down to numbers and look at things from a quantitative point of view. So quarterbacks are worth the most in the NFL. You know, you get a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, they could be worth 7, 8, 9, 10 points. And that's a huge difference than other players who are non-quarterbacks. But that just goes to stamp in the idea that quarterbacks are so valuable and by far the most valuable player on the field. Uh, But other things get quantified too, not just quarterbacks. So I'm going to give you right now a bit of a handicapping approach to try and find quantitative movements in certain lines. Now, as we talked about before, it's easy to, what I recommend doing is writing down lines right now. And as information comes out, see how these lines move. And that's effective. I I, I promise you that's going to be very effective in seeing how the market works, seeing how the market evaluates players. It just helps everyone to see what lines were, what happens, and then what lines are. It's a great experiment. But actually, we can reverse engineer this And start to say, okay, even though we may not be able to actually quantify specific things, we know when when line moves should happen. Therefore, if they don't happen, that's just as powerful of information. So let's look at the NFL preseason. And actually, let's look at the EFL Cup. I'm going to talk soccer here for just a minute. Bear with me. I promise it's going somewhere. 
So there's a tournament going on in England right now called the EFL Cup. And what this is, it's, it's a mid-season tournament outside of the league play. Okay, Premier League, that's the league play. And then they have these other tournaments during the season. So what you'll naturally get is some teams that don't care at all about the EFL Cup because they're focused on the league, and other teams who aren't really focused on the league because they know they're not going to win it, and they know they're not going to get relegated, so they're going to be right there in the middle anyway. Why not go all out at these EFL Cups? So you get a huge clash in motivation. You also get a huge clash in talent. Some of these teams who don't really care about the EFL Cup, they'll start a whole team of backups. Meanwhile, other teams will start their, their starters. So... In the EFL Cup, you get handicapping situations that are different than normal games. What matters in this is motivation, talent, the final lineup. So an exact, an exact example from yesterday, this actually happened to me during my handicapping yesterday. It was the EFL Cup, and it was Hull City, H-U-L-L, Hull City taking on Bradford City. And I knew Bradford City was going for it. Okay, they wanted to win. Bad start to the season. They really needed a win to kind of get the motivation up. Their manager had come out and said they wanted to win this game. They're going all out. Meanwhile, Hull City said that they didn't really care. They're focused on the championship. They want to get back to the Premier League. And wouldn't you know it, about an hour before the game, both teams released their lineups. And keep in mind, Hull City in this scenario, in this scenario is a much better team. Okay, Bradford City is a very... They're not even in the same league. Okay, so Hull City was a big favorite on the road. And then the lineups come out. And Hull is playing all their backups. And Bradford is playing all their starters. Guess what the line did? Nothing. It didn't move at all. So even though I didn't know exactly what the line should be, I knew it should have moved somewhat... I knew that after that information change where the favorite was now playing every single backup and the underdog was now playing every single starter, that has to mean something. And in my, this is an example, just so you all do know, I, this is something that I do. I can't quantify those things. Okay. I have a computer, I have a model, I have a system. So I do this all, you know, every day. But even if I didn't know how to quantify it, I had no idea. I knew it should have moved somewhat and it didn't move at all. So that's how we can reverse engineer these things and say, okay, we can tell how much a quarterback's worth when he goes out, how much does the line move? But also if we know the line should move and it doesn't, that also means something. Now don't mix this up with, oh no, my favorite receiver just went out. The line only moved a point. Because as we talked about before, non-quarterbacks really aren't worth very much in the NFL at all. So don't take today's lesson and now misrepresent it by now applying points where they shouldn't be applied or applying line moves where they shouldn't be applied. Right? Oh, how did the line not move there? It should have moved. But for something as glaringly obvious as this, and it's, it's just like the NFL preseason, right? The EFL Cup is very similar to NFL preseason. In the NFL preseason, sometimes you get teams who care a lot, teams who don't care at all. Teams who play starters, teams who play backups. But lines move in the NFL because people are betting on these things. The reason why I think the line didn't move yesterday in the EFL, there's nobody betting on these things. That's why I love betting on them. I'm swimming in shallow waters. Okay, but we can tell if, it, if the line should move and it doesn't, that's just as powerful as the line moving too much or too little and us knowing how much it should move. So all of this stuff is important when you're handicapping. If you don't know how to quantify 
we can do our best to start building a portfolio of what happens when things affect market moves or when things affect the market. And this can be as benign as I think the Bears are currently uh, six point underdogs at home against San Francisco week one in the NFL. This can be as benign as a rainstorm. I mean, if a rainstorm comes, what does that do to the line? See, my point is we can start to chip away at everything, weather, injuries, coaching changes. If someone pulled the fire alarm at a hotel where, you know, where a team stayed the night before a game, does that do anything to the line? So these are all ways that we can build up and improve our handicapping just by taking tabs of what's going on in the market.